0: Magic.me is the world's greatest school for magic, meditation, and mysticism. You can learn everything there, from chaos magic to hermeticism to meditation to how to supercharge your finances and take absolute control of your destiny. In short, you get all of the tools you need to turn chaos into beautiful, scintillating order and master your life. It's incredible. You've probably heard me talk about it on the show quite a lot. But check it out, it's growing fast. And I just wanna say, if you're confused about where to start, because I have so many courses there, the ADAPT Initiative is the place to go. The ADAPT Initiative is the flagship course on magic.me. And it contains everything you need to know to master the most profound ancient techniques of changing your consciousness and the most modern and cutting edge tools and systems for absolutely turning your life into a masterpiece you're really going to dig it. Go check it out and I will see you in class. It's magic.me, m-a-g-i-c-k dot m-e.
1: I guess my question ties in well to what you were saying about like magic affects everything. And there's just a lot going on of like, how do you deal with, I guess the only way I can describe it is like spiritual whiplash when you're just getting into this. And for me, like I came like wildly quickly into this from like being scared to buy tarot cards as an ex Catholic to like into this in the course of. realize
0: There's no such thing as an ex Catholic, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's it's pretty (laughs) ingrained. Um, but I mean, my family was incredibly Catholic though, so it was a very big jump. But I've just been dealing with a lot of stuff moving into it where it's like the practice is fine and I know I'm like at the right pace with the practice, but in the mix of sort of like everything going on in the world, what's kind of coming in with like your consciousness expanding, and then also getting freaked out by certain things. Like you talk really briefly in the magic. Um, supercharger of like people who have like psychic tendencies. I've had it since I was a kid. I can feel energies around me. I've dealt with entities very rarely, but like had a lot of that coming in before I got into like more disciplined meditation. Like I've had like literally my neck get whipped back while I was meditating, which is very weird. Um, And banishing has helped with that and like grounding and shielding. But just sort of all of that information or even like I get freaked out with dreams, like you're supposed to record your dreams. And that's something I've been trying to avoid like since I was a kid because always involving people I know, which freaks me out even a little more. Usually people I'm not close with either. And I'm just sort of like the creating barriers with those things, but also dealing with like when all of the information is coming so fast as you're moving into these practices and your worldviews just kind of like colliding, if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what do you want?
1: What I've been getting out of these practices is just like balancing and kind of unwiring a lot of just psychological wiring that's come from the Catholic Church and being raised in a conservative environment and
0: stuff. Yeah. Why did you decide to get into magic?
1: Um, like... The one thing that got me very quickly into like magic out of everything else was because I was kind of started with like the new age stuff, um, which my mom had done when I was very little. And then I had seen like the midnight gospel and Damien Eccles was talking about like how it's like jet fuel. And I was like, it was like the second I heard jet fuel that my brain's like, very like go fast, <laughs> like it likes to. So I was like, yeah, that like, if it's going to happen faster then all of this other stuff like i like that
2: dude what's gonna happen really faster alive. i mean okay jet fuel but jet fuel where yeah,
1: like yeah and that's sort of the thing i've been dealing with is like i guess jet fuel to like balancing my system sure. where it just kind of felt like stuff was there was just so much going on internally that like meditation has helped with and like grounding and all of that and like directing my life where i didn't have control out of it before but if that...
0: So did you like make a break with Catholicism or you decided you were no longer Catholic or did you just lapse or what happened?
1: I made a break with Catholicism like two years ago okay. where I just stopped and just right. went from like really, why did I leave?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I left because I endured like what I began to realize like over the last year was just a lot of, Psychological and emotional abuse from the church. I had just left a Catholic university. I had to transfer out of a Catholic university because of um, just a lot of weird things going on there, a lot of psychological abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse that was happening to people. Okay. Um, so trying to get away from that. And I feel like magic was sort of like what I ran to to run away from that a bit. And then I started to see what it was outside of that and it's sort of been that like balancing act of like not chasing after something to run away from something else but also like magic yeah. isn't chasing something
0: but you just said it's jet fuel to get somewhere really fast which implies you're
1: yeah chasing
0: something.
3: yeah I think it's more running away than chasing anything
2: okay good <laughs> so it's important to distinguish things.
0: I think you mentioned quite rightly, not wanting to run away from one thing only to get into another thing. Mm -hmm. So let me, I'll I'll give you like, so there's historically, historically speaking, right? I mean, like, well, Mm -hmm. first of all, there's a ton of magic in the Catholic church, right? You got all the saints you got the prayers of the hours, all this. It's magic. Catholicism is a magical system. It's magical mm-hmm. technology, right? And a lot, of, a lot of magical systems are rooted in Catholicism. Now, yeah. the type of magic that I'm teaching, for better or worse, is, uh, is, is Protestant-based, right? We don't talk mm-hmm. about this very much, but I talk about it quite a lot in the John Dee book, where the whole point of the Western magical tradition is formulated first by Dee and later the Golden Dawn is to a large extent, um, to the point of it, and this came down from the angels, uh, in theory, um, or at least in that's what it says in the historical records, these records, the whole point of Western esoteric tradition, Western magic was to hand. It's basically to open source religion and it's basically mm-hmm. to hand people, you know, when you're in the church, you have the high priest who is mm-hmm. the intermediary. Right. And there, I mean, that's not necessarily, not necessarily bad, by the way, there's a lot of value in that. It's like, you're not going to build the Sistine chapel on your own. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Like it's a, it's a different approach. Um, But what happened in Europe and, you know, a few hundred years ago now is um, people broke with the idea of, they didn't want an intermediary. They wanted to do it themselves. And that applied to the anti-clerical revolutions that went through Europe. It went to um, the uh, people um, rebelling from the monarchy, uh, um, obviously the Protestant reformation um, and so on and so forth. Now, is was this good? Well, I don't know. It depends on your opinion. I mean, there are many occult writers who say this is bad. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Like uh, Rene Ganon, Julius Evola, the traditionalist school say, well, this is the beginning of the end for, for Western civilization when there was a break from the church. People lost their spiritual rooting. And it's like, well, and, and, and to a certain extent, you, you can make that argument. It's like you look around and it's like, for what?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Or what? For Miley Cyrus? For Instagram, for the Kardashians, like that's what you got, came up with instead. You know, it's like you compare that to the Latin mass, like good going, you know what I mean? It's like, so, but of course there's many reasons why people wanted to break from the Catholic church, but not, not least of which was control of, we wouldn't have got science otherwise, they want to control their own souls and they wanted to be free from pedophile priests most likely, you know, it's like, this shit's real. So, um, you know, I, I remember reading, there was a figure, I wrote a figure at some point that prior to the revelations about sexual abuse within the church, like if you go back even one to two generations, the sexual abuse rate in Ireland was 100%. (laughs) The you wonder why people drink, you know, it's like, so, people always miss this. I think the history should—I I really think someone should re, not revise history, but I think that people should take another look. And now that we know so much about it, so we don't—we haven't known much about sexual abuse in the church until the last few decades. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're probably not old enough to remember when Sinead O'Connor ripped up a picture of the Pope on stage. No, I'm not. You <laughs> also, know about
1: that? I mean, no. Oh I, my no, God! Because the weird thing about Catholicism, very young, but also then I was in a like, I'm talking like borderline schism Catholicism. So like, we went to like a high Latin mass every week. Like I veiled in church. So like, I'm very aware of what was going on in the church. But Wait,
0: so you, you were in time. a so you are in a Catholic cult, basically. You weren't within. You weren't oh. Within Catholic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you were deep. deep. Was,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of why I was like, like sort of started like running the magic because then it was also the thing of like. Um, the interpretations of like the Bible as like a magical book really got me intrigued.
0: So these are like people who are pissed about Vatican II? Yeah,
1: like I recently, I watched Hail Satan last year and I knew nothing about the Satanic Temple, but I recalled the Black Mass in 2014 because my family was doing an overnight litany to pray that the Black Mass wouldn't happen.
0: (laughs) Satanic, like temple. That kind of Catholic. satanic temple <laughs> yeah. is, like a, is like a meme religion yeah. it's just like it's basically it's like they turned They made a religion out of reddit yeah um, like, great okay so wait you're satanist but you believe exactly what everyone else believes it's like eh? mm-hmm. okay anyways yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> we're satanists we're for individual rights and we're against racism you're an hr department Okay. Um, that's all good, but it's just like, what? <laughs> really? Man, in my day, Satanists were really scary. <laughs> um, I grew up in the satanic panic. So, um, so, so in like, I think 1990 or 91, Sinead O'Connor, um, I guess I'm to just posted to YouTube. Uh, Sinead O'Connor did a, a musical appearance on Saturday Night Live, and it was right after she'd shaved her head, which already freaked people out. And she, at the end of her song, she yelled fight the real enemy and then ripped up a picture of uh john paul ii and everyone was like (gasps) across the world like that was the end of her career she never she i mean she was probably at the time the best singer in the world like bar none if you go back and listen to her stuff from that time like nothing compares to you it's like i dare you to find like a song that good I mean, prince wrote it but i dare you find a, a performance I and mean, it's very few performances that good ever i think in musical history that was just, just uh transcendent so but it ended her career um permanently and uh she was you know under death threats for many many years the catholics went crazy but the thing was nobody knew about that you know well i'm sure everyone knew but it wasn't common not the sexual abuse in the church was not common knowledge and then within the next 10 15 20 years it all started to come out and then there was like the spotlight thing in boston
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We didn't know, well, obviously people knew who went through it but and so she was a whistleblower, basically, and you know pioneers get arrows, so I think she's I think she's a great she should be canonized as a saint, and I'll always believe that she's she's a Muslim now, yeah, so maybe she wouldn't be into that but um disentangle your processing your past trauma
2: with getting involved in something else, right.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: there's two different things and I think that if you are
0: magic is great and I think that well I'll say two things and you can tell me if you feel they're right or not because they may not Mm -hmm. resonate for you but my initial thoughts would be if you're getting out of a traumatic experience cult or not you need to give yourself time
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, therapy can help if you get a good therapist, and not all therapists are. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing I want to point out potentially is that particularly for people who are coming out of uh, an abusive situation where they've been dependent on someone else for meaning and or they don't understand, particularly if they've been raised in it, they don't understand what they don't even know what appropriate boundaries are. They're like, I, I've never even seen that. Like, like appropriate boundaries, like what? You know, it's like they don't, they don't even know what that is. Mm. Right. and, and the, the role of therapy is to install those in, in, in many ways but, but not all therapists are good and so it, it, it's it, it, you can be, it's easy to be in a vulnerable position where you just get, get end up recreating it's the same with people who live, leave abusive relationships and end up right back in another one yeah. because it gives it's, you know as, as traumatic as it is they, they still feel it gives their life structure in a way that they understand or it's like people mm. who escape who get out of jail and then they're so free they can't cope with the modern world so they commit a crime just to go back Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that I would suspect that in the case of leaving any,
0: any cult, right. Whether it's um, a Catholic cult, whether it's Scientology, Mormonism, um, what whatever it is, you know, um, where you've been indoctrinated into a reality that you've now rejected, right. The, the, you're, the goal is not, I would, su- I would suggest, you may or may not agree, because it's your life, mm-hmm. um, and everyone has a certain mission in life, but I would suggest that your primary goal should not be to to reindoctrinate yourself. Even if it's into something that is DIY, like magic, mm-hmm. right? um, it, it should be to figure out um, a, a normal reality. Right. And understand like, oh, like, well, well, how do people who are quote unquote, I mean, nobody's normal now. Everyone's fucking insane. So good luck. But, you know, it's like, you know, I think that like, that, you know, healthy things for people. It's like establishing normal friendships, working a job, um, you know, doing thing doing social activities that do not revolve around cult rituals or beliefs, like just going out for a drink just because. You know, um, those are really important, and and finding a good therapist can be extremely helpful in that.
2: And I think that um, simply
0: to leave that reality and enter into, and just simply to leave that high the reality you've left and enter into the the consensus reality is a tremendously brave and momentous shift of reality in its own right. It is a magical act. All right. So you need So you, there's no need to suddenly jump into something else completely. Now I'm not saying don't do magic, but I'm saying that um, if I can mirror back what you said to me, I mean, you basically mm-hmm. said that you're, you're running away and I, I get that. And I understand that. And I think that, with spirituality, there may, well, well, tell me if this is correct. Do you feel that there is, like if you don't do any spiritual effort or that if you don't uh, adopt some other type of spiritual practice, then somehow that will be very bad for you and that you need to at least do something spiritually. You can't just like completely drop it. You, you need to be in control of it now. Is that, or do something I else.
1: I don't think so. Cause I very, i spent like a two year period where I was like adapting to not being in a cult anymore type thing. Cause I, I truly went from like, like middle of nowhere, California to like New York city, large university, yeah. completely liberal, like very big shifts. And That's then it was thing. like only during COVID where I started to kind of like, I was like, I don't really know like how to deal with everything going on. Kind of started doing tarot cards and my, my therapist actually sent me to like a spiritual trauma response therapist. Oh, you have a therapist?
0: Okay, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I have two. Right. Yeah, <laughs> One who like, like reads like, oh. akashic records, and yeah, they're both great. Yeah.
0: Um, I I I avoid uh, new age therapists like the plague. By the way, I'm like yeah, give, me the, give me like the, the the black and white like I want someone that looks like they're from a black and white reel from the 50s. It's like I got enough <laughs> new age shit. I I don't like. Anyways. That's me, but go on. Sorry. Yeah.
1: But, um, that was kind of the start of getting into like the new age stuff where I was like, Oh yeah. Like my mom had me do meditative stuff when I was a kid and that helped. And like, I found that magic was just kind of like the neck (laughs) externally with my relationships and stuff of like setting more energetic boundaries and not being like as aware of that and being just Helped with calming anxiety and stuff like that um, and being able to just be still and not in a constant like fight or flight type thing. And as I've like looked into magical philosophy and stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, this like this makes sense that this is like what I was looking for. I was interested in the occult as a kid, just never could get into it. So it's like it doesn't feel like something I'm holding on to for like spiritual security. But at the same time, like it was such an extreme jump. With like all of these kind of different spiritual practices, where it's like suddenly I'm learning about stuff with Buddhism, and yeah. you know, then Crowley, and like you know, hearing yeah. about New Age stuff yeah. from over here, and it's just kind of like so many different things coming in, plus the like, oh, aw- like awareness of psychic activity that like I have purposely been suppressing for years, that like suddenly started just being a lot. Okay, and I just was kind of curious, like how. If that's something that I need to like step back with a practice and just not be doing as much,
2: or well, like I have a lot of thoughts. So it's
0: awesome that you have two therapists, it's awesome that you have a spiritual trauma response or something. And I hopefully you feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay,
2: it's been helpful. You're still in New York, yes, okay. Um.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of woo woo in New York, but it's 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 still New York, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: As opposed to LA, which is like, good God. But, um, oh, God. yeah. I could
1: move back to California.
0: <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I grew up there, but I'm out. Were you in the Central Valley or something?
1: I was in Escondido, which we.
0: Oh, really yeah. I grew up right near there. Oh, yeah. Oh, was yeah. There's a great I've Tibetan been. temple there, by the way. There's real Tibetans. Oh, really? Yeah, that's
1: There's a
0: we know, Escondido There's well. little
1: Maple Street Plaza now.
0: <laughs> There's a what?
1: There's a little Catholic cult right in the middle of Maple Street Plaza. Wow. They call themselves a university.
0: <laughs> San Diego's so weird.
2: Yeah. It's, it's so crazy.
3: strange.
0: I, I know Escondido well. Um, um <laughs> Okay. Well, um, yeah, congratulations on not being in Escondido. Although I actually considered moving to Escondido during COVID just for cheap house prices, oh. but just because yeah. I never leave the house anyways. But yeah, I c- can't do it. Um, the uh, although I will say I went to a grocery store in Escondido. The, Escondido was the first place I was able to find Monster Energy drink after the uh, the uh, COVID happened. I'm like, and I remember I was like, I'm like, I went through it. But all they had was purple Monster Energy drink. Oh no. Look what they've reduced me to. I can't work in these conditions. Um, <laughs> purple monster energy drink is actually pretty good, though. So, um, okay, look, magic is confusing and overwhelming enough as it is. And one of the primary reasons, in addition to the practices themselves, is that it's a big, um, unless you really look, it's basically just like a big, like grab bag of stuff. It's like here, here's your bag of shit, figure it out. It's like, woo, tarot cards, Sufism, you know, like woo, Egyptian gods and like Buddhism and past lives and Akashic records and bro, like what if spirits are real? Oh my God. And it's just like, it's too much. And, uh, and it's just, too, it's just like, and then if you live in a place like New York, you have access, or you can go like, you know, find out about that stuff in person, which is cool, but it's just like, it's, it's too much. It's like, and, and most of it is just, uh, well, I'll p- put it out this way. One of the, you know, like, Oozing uh, Gloop was, was pointing out, he was talking about, like, he was experiencing all these hallucinations uh, or, or visual hallucinations while focusing on that uh, um, point mm. at the back of his neck, right? Or he's meditating, he's, he's, he's experiencing all these hallucinations, right? Okay, where do you think all this bullshit comes from in occult books? Mm. Like, all this, you look at these books and it's like, fucking Egyptian gods are coming from Sirius. <laughs> Like you think people might've been tripping while they were meditating and thought it was real and wrote it down like it was real. Mm. Yeah. That's why, that's why Crowley says it's like, don't take it too seriously, write it down, but don't make a dogma out of it. But of course, that's the first thing everyone does. And then everyone just gets more and more confused. And that's why everything I teach, I'm telling people like, get past that. You want what you don't want that stuff. You want mental silence, which is a transcending Mm of that plane. But once when you're in the astral, which is what opens up, when you're talking about etheric and astral levels, when that opens up at the initial stages of the path, it's really easy to think that it's real. And in a sense it is, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's only subjectively real. That is, it's only real for, if, it, if you believe in it, then it is real for you. Right? But if you mm-hmm. ignore it, it goes away. And, um, and sometimes ignoring it is it's a little more tricky than that. So like you need to develop the meditative discipline to get past that circuit or, you know, neurological circuit is Robert Anton Wilson would have put it, but it's like, that's, that's, you know, it's like people are tripping balls, and thinking it's real. And that's where all these dogmas and belief systems and gods and spirits and all this come from. And yes, there is an underlying architecture to it, as typified by Kabbalah, which is fascinating, because there's an underlying architecture to the brain, right? And that's fascinating. But ultimately, um, what are we to make of it? Not a dogma, one would hope. So you know, and this is a primary reason why I teach. It's like, and I've said this many times in interviews, I teach is harm reduction. I don't teach because I want people to trip the light fantastic on all this stuff. Although that's fun for a while. It's because everyone is now into this and like, it's like, it's it's important to have somebody be like, well, here's how things work. If you focus on your fifth chakra, this is what happens. If you focus on your sixth chakra, this is what happens. But really you want to get to mental silence. You want to get past that. Don't get stuck in the mud, right? Because what happens, we're, we've been in a very dangerous place position culturally for a while now um which is very different you know now that the hold of the catholic, now that the hold of the catholic church is gone which at least kept a lid on things for in some sense um and now that the hold of science is largely gone which also kept a lid on things people are like, you see it in new york people are like i'm stevie Nicks." it's like okay well and you know it's like so and and um people are just hallucinating and they don't understand Um, essentially what you have is particularly in a place like New York, sorry, by the way, this is my fault. (laughs) It really is. Like there was like four people there that were into this when I was there and like, I'd put a ton of work into making that happen. Now it's happened. So sorry, that's another reason. Like I'm, 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 this is why I do harm reduction. It's my fault in the first place. But, um, you, you look at a place like New York and what you essentially have is a culture of Um, sleeping people leading sleeping people. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of people who are sleeping, having very creative and colorful dreams and all trying to be the wizard. I'm the center of attention. Mm -hmm. But it's the blind leading the blind. Uh, And and there are awake people in New York, but they're hard to find. Um, And um, So you have to have somebody who's on the other end of it being like, okay, like you're just in the, you're just, it's, you're just tripping, man. You got to have the trip counselor being like, bro, you're just tripping. It's all right. It's going to be okay. You're not the reincarnation of Alistair Crowley. Aliens from Sirius are not invading your butthole. It's fine, man. Relax. So, um, but the process of mastering the mind goes through chapel perilous, right? This is the Arthurian thing chapel perilous is when you're tripping like like uh, oozing uh i thought you said oozy uh, i'll call you Uzi. Uzi was saying you know like it's like when you're tripping it's very easy to think well like, he wasn't saying that but it's like a lot of people get there and they're like whoa this is all real and it's like that's chapel perilous that's when you you're, it's easy to fall into the abyss where you think it's all real it's not it's just your mind producing things um and it's fascinating but it just you you can't be lost in it so you're in a slightly different situation in, uh, in a few regards than other people. One is the inherent psychic sensitivity. Okay, so um, not very few people are like a lot of people are like that, but uh, comparatively fewer than are not. So a lot of people get into magic and they don't have any psychic sensitivity, and those are the people who turned it into an ac- theory and academic uh, an exercise in academic theory. Uh, there's a lot of that. It's fucking tedious. Um, they are part of my language. Um, or they approach it from a purely, um, scientific, you know, like, like atheistic view mm. or things like this. And a lot of Satanists are like that, by the way, it's just like,
3: yeah.
0: and, um, boring, but, um, and for them, they always want to do, they always want to find out if it's, they want to know that it's real. And so they do stuff to sort of see if it's real or not. And then they obviously like, and then the obvious things where they get attracted to psychedelics, because that's the most obvious thing that you can just force it with, uh, or evocation and things like this. Um, then, and, and for them, it's important to push the boundaries. Then you have people who are already psychic, psychically sensitive, or they don't want the boundaries open because it's already overwhelming. Right? Mm-hmm. Or they're already entangled in other people's shit all the time. They're emotionally overwhelmed. They're getting, they can't handle it. It's too much. It's just, it's, it's just too much, right? Um, and for them which was very much the case for me, particularly in my post abyssal periods, um, magic becomes not a way to open the gates, but to keep them closed.
1: Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's what it started becoming for me because it just was, I kind of hit a point where I realized it was all still happening. I just wasn't, I trained myself to be so unaware of it, but it was exhaustive and stuff's coming in. And like, then it gets freaky for a while and now it's just sort of in the thing where it's like like I do an LBPR like once to twice a day and that's helped and like shielding and stuff but it's still just kind of a lot especially like you're around so many people in New York too and that just has
2: Yeah.
0: Been, yeah. Like
1: I leave the house and it's just so much.
0: Yeah, and 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 I mean Elizabeth, I'll tell you straight up it's like I can I, I couldn't handle New York like I was there for seven years and eventually I had to leave for exactly that reason. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like I'm a trooper. Like I can be a hard ass. I can act like, you know, a fucking Addy yeah. guy to a certain extent, but it's just, it's too much. Um, particularly at a time like this, it's just like, it's too emotionally exhausting. Like I'm yeah. an introvert by nature. I need my space. I need to be like, you know, I'm three miles away from the nearest grocery store right now. So like, um, for energetically sensitive people, it's, it's real, you know, it's like and meditation mm. and banishing can help. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you got to get yourself into an environment that is healthy and conducive for you, for your, it's the same with everyone. Mm. Everyone has an environment that is correct for them. Uh, and it may be different for other people than for you. But I mean, I'll tell you just from my own experience, New, New York, it, I, I just, I lost my nerve with it. Mm. You know, I'd say like there's only so many times you can see fucking dead people on the street or people get thrown out yeah. of windows by drug dealers or, you know, like, or have friends die of overdoses. It's just, yeah. and just, and it's not just that it's just the being surrounded by the ambient sea of people, which is really positive and creative in some ways, and just really fundamentally hostile in others. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's not, you know, and like, yeah, like I've been like, you know, like I've been, Violently attacked and things like that in New York, but it's not really that. That's like mm-hmm. that's like that. Did, like, who cares about that? That's beside the point. Like physical mm-hmm. attacks, it's not a big deal unless it is. Yeah. But it's it's the day in day out emotional grind uh, grinding. So and um uh, yeah, I mean LA was better, but now LA is probably worse than New York. So yeah.
1: um, it's funny. I found LA to be worse for me when I was there. Yeah, I believe. I don't it. have as many problems in New York. Um, probably because things have calmed down a bit, but.
0: Yeah, and San Diego is really nice energetically.
1: Yeah, San Diego is.
0: Escondido isn't. Escondido's well, growth. Fair enough. It's it's a little bit. Yeah. Side, but yeah. <laughs> um, But but like San Diego's got a really nice energetic field. I don't know about now, but now it's like it's still California. California is like <laughs> yeah. pull up and nuke it from or- orbit. It's the only way to be sure. That's got it right now. Gavin Newsom has ruined it. It's horrible. I don't want to get political, but it really sucks. I thought about moving back to San Diego, but eventually I was just like, I can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's, and, and it's not, it's not hatred of people in California, by the way, cause I love everyone in California. I love California. I grew up yeah. there. I there. I spent like all my life there. And it, that's why it's so tragic how it is right now. Hopefully it'll be fixed. You know? So, um, and there's beautiful, New York is phenomenal and wonderful. And I, I wouldn't trade my time there for anything, mm-hmm. I, I suppose, but But these are real issues for energetically sensitive people and, and and banishing and meditation alone can't do it. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I think that the astrals in New York particularly are are, um, rough. I don't know what it's like now because all these, these pseudo wizards would be wizards are running around shooting off energy as the disco song goes uh, and have been doing it or, and, and, you know, which Stevie Nicks, which vibes. So God knows what the astrals are like there now, but when I was there, the Astros were like, basically, the, the Astros were like a demilitarized zone in, in New York when I was there in the, in the mid-2000s. I mean, like, the spiritual field of New York was dominated by two things. I'm going to piss people off when I say this, but the spiritual zone in New York was basically dominated. The vibe was dominated by um, the karma of Israel-Palestine and all of the carnage there. And then the fact that there are 30,000 uh, Voodoo Santa Rio practitioners in the larger New York area right so say what you will about the witch culture in new york that's not the magical culture in new york the magical culture is and santeria. and if you're not a part of that that's rough that's rough uh it, it's not yeah it's not a, it's not a game and and that's all i'll say about that so um and and if you don't think that that stuff is i'm not saying you but i mean a lot of people say like well it's all in your head i mean yeah to a certain extent but it's like that you know it's like the local astral is, is 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 not. You're not in charge of it. You know, it's like it's like it's the same as it's just the it's just the same as. Cities are different. Why wouldn't the astral is a different place be be different? Yeah, Azalea Banks. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. I, I got I got stories that peel the skin off your face <laughs> about that stuff. I'm not even joking. Literally, in some cases, just, I don't want to go down that tunnel though. I'm gonna upset myself. Yeah. Um. The. So it, it, there's only, you can only manage it so far. And I
2: think that.
0: Now, in your case, in terms of magic, and particularly the way that I teach it. Mm-hmm. No, you don't want to hear that story. Trust me. It's a lot of stories and it's going to bum everyone out. and They're going to be real sad. So, um, the, um, magic as I teach it, I I won't say that it's about turning things off. It's about structuring, right? Because anybody can open the floodgates with psilocybin or various other new age practices, meditation. I mean, anyone, it's like, this is the whole point that people used to make about spiritualism. Right in the late 19th and early 20th century, which is this it's the same dilemma now, but just in slightly different ways, particularly with psychedelics. Where in the late 19th century and early 20th century, people were super into theosophy and table tapping and mediums. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we've all seen movies about this. And people would go to mediums and it was like super fashionable. Everyone would go to mediums, they'd sit around a table and the medium would say, Is anybody listening? They would go into a trance, like, is anybody there? And they would just let anything come through them. Right. And so the, the point made by um, Crowley to some extent, but actually by a lot of people at the time, I think even Blavatsky, but also particularly people like, um, fuck, is that guy's name? Um, St- Rudolf Steiner and other people like that is like, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. And Crowley's very clear about this. It's like, if you just like, leave yourself open, you're food for what he referred to as the lower elementals.
1: Yeah. Or, I've seen know? that happen with family members. How we so? Just kind of like, um, my grandmother was into witchcraft and she just like, by the time I was born was just like not there. Cause she was just so open at that point, like whatever was coming in or out and she just kind of like lost it.
0: Yeah. It's real. It's like, well, congratulations. <laughs> and um, I don't mean about your grandmother. I'm sorry. That's very tragic, but, um, but it okay. happens. I've seen it happen a lot. And um, the, <sighs> The whole point is like it's like it's like i've made, been making this point to people for like 20 years it seems like the, the spiritual world is people have this weird idea because they're unskilled that um if it's in it doesn't have a body it's smarter than you like huh mm-hmm. huh okay if it doesn't have a body it's not smart enough to get a body right mm-hmm. it's like the dalai lama says that a human incarnation is the, the most precious thing in the entire universe the buddhists say that it's like that's why all these spirits want to get into people's bodies because they don't have them you can do cool stuff in a body, right? And um, just because spirits are assholes, like I don't teach people evocation at all. People, are in know, like, and all this stuff. It's like just skip it. Just skip it. Like why? Why save yourself the trouble, right? And um, you get yourself into a lot of trouble that way. And but you can also it's it's. Um, but you can also get yourself into trouble if you you just like in the real world. If you go if you walk out into the Lower East Side, and just start treating the first person you meet like they're a family member, why wouldn't it be the same with magic? Right? It's the same. There's rules. There's 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 ways of approaching things, and um, that's why all of the technical processes of magic. Because people also look at magic and they're like, well. Like just like freeform it, like just do it your own way. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, you, you can do that. But the point of the technical processes is so that you structure and control it. For instance, if you're doing pentagram, like if you do a pentagram ritual to let's say speak to the intelligence of Saturn, you want to do the ritual, speak to only the intelligence of Saturn, verify that it is the intelligence of Saturn you're talking to, talk to it for about 10 minutes, do your business, banish and be done and move on with the rest of your day. You don't want to do what people do, which is you open up and say, is anybody listening? And then you just start, you know, hopefully, because spirits lie also, Crowley points this Mm. out at nauseum. Things misrepresent themselves. Everything that you contact says that it's God. You know, it's just like all the way up the chain. And it's it's like, um, this is why all the fairy tales talk about, you know, when people, all the fairy tales about people going into fairyland. And they get lost, and then they accept a gift, and then they get stuck there. It's like, what do you think they're talking about? So, the way that I teach magic is—I'll just put it bluntly, right? The way that I teach magic is the methodology of magic that I developed in order to survive. That worked. That I had to, or I would have drowned. And by drowning, I mean um, you know quite quite literally. Um, physically, mentally, psychologically. um, Because I I just did it freeform for so long and um, got myself into a lot of trouble. And a lot of it was because of faulty assumptions and a lot of it was because of bad practice and a lot of it was because of psychedelics. And even more of it was associating with the wrong people. Right? Because there's a lot of fuckers in the occult. Um, (laughs) You know, like, like, who the... Including myself, who the fuck goes through life like this and i'm a wizard i got the fuck like i can laugh at myself but it's pretty damn weird right it's like just get a job you know so um it's like you know the first thing i always say is like what do you want from me right
1: i think what's been helpful is learning the way that you've been teaching of just like especially when you meant like, i think it's in the magic i don't know which one i was watching that Oh, intro to chaos magic, where you talk about like spirits just kind of not messing with them. Yeah. And yeah. why? Like setting up that boundary. Cause it was like all this other stuff that I've been in. People are like, Oh, talk to spirits, talk to God. This, I'm like, I'm just trying to shut it off. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like it's overwhelming.
0: Well, gods can be quite productive. I mean, Egyptian and Hindu ones particularly, but um, angels are good too. But um, at the end of the day, the path of the true you know, at the end of the day, the point of the game is self knowledge, right? And all of these things mm-hmm. at a certain level are just aspects of yourself anyways, kind of, but they also overlap with universal forms, which is, mm-hmm. that's where the devil's in the details. But the point of magic is self knowledge and self awareness and self is and and uh, uh, self realization, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, you already have a fascinating spirit to deal with. That's yourself. Right? I think you got a whole life <laughs> yeah. to figure that out. And good luck getting through all that because people are complicated. You know, we all have so many dreams, hopes, aspirations, you know, memories, traumas, complicated relationships, situ- current situations we need to sort out. I mean, that's enough, right? It's like, geez. So uh, why you got to go dealing with some critter from Dimension X?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, they can be helpful, but at what cost, right? At what cost? So the, the the benefit of magic, at least the way that I teach it, is structuring the psychic experience. And that is primarily through mm-hmm. the following techniques. Meditation and yoga, which allow you to control and turn off your mind and focus it at will. And then once you can focus it, as we were touching on in earlier calls, you can direct what it is focused at, on at will, and therefore get those results. Right, you are in control of your mind, and your mind is no longer in control of you. And that right there is 95% of the work, if not 100%. And that's it, right? If you can control your mind instead of your mind controlling you, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter because all the astral stuff is produced by your focus, anyways. Mm. Um, Now, ritual magic is quite helpful, particularly at the beginning stages, like banishing rituals and things like that, because um, it allows you to uh, work with the etheric and astral, which are really produced by your own sphere of sensorium and your uh, focus, right? And... um, It allows you to develop clean laboratory conditions where you can structure that experience, where you can turn it. So the first thing is being able to turn it on and off at will, right? Invoking and banishing. the Magical experience itself. Can you turn it on and off at will? That's important. If there's no off switch, then you're just, you're, you're perma-baked, you know? <laughs> or as we said yeah. in the 90s, each <laughs> bird. <laughs> but, um... So that's the first thing. But then the other one is, you know, being able to, to, you know, slice and dice the magical experience. So you can only call up and put down specific parts of it. Right. And those are, those are symbolized by the planets and the the elements, the planets and the zodiacal regions. Right. And um, the, the primary reason that is useful is because it allows you to diagram and compartmentalize your brain. The cabal is extremely useful for that also. Or you can look at, you know, the 32 paths and say, like, well, in you know, that path working is very useful for this. Us. say, well, this part, you know, like this part goes here, this part goes there. This, like, I, I know where every single part of the occult experience goes, and I have it filed away on the tree, right? In the sense that I know where everything goes. Like, if you talk to me about witchcraft, right? I know that's, I have that filed away on the moon card. If you talk to me about talismans, you know, say, actually, uh, well, talismans is, is the devil card. Um, and so on, if you talk to me about Christ consciousness, well, that's to and so on and so forth, like the whole religious and methodological experience of man and not just that, but my own internal world and, and, and imagery and all that, I have it all filed away and therefore I never have to think about it. It's just filed away instead of all being thrown out on the floor in a mess. You see how I keep house, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a huge devotee of Marie Kondo, by the way, she's my guru. She's a, she's a Shinto wizard. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 That, I recommend that book to everyone. That's phenomenal. So, um, and therefore I never have, I never think about any of that stuff except when students ask me about it, right? It's all mm-hmm. filed away. But prior to that, prior to doing that deep structuring, that pathworking, mm-hmm. which is very likely by the way, what the next mega course when I get to it is going to be about prior to doing that. It was just like what, um, what uh, when I was not there, I can't see. What Uzi was talking about, you know, it's just like, it's just like, no, 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 like all day long, yeah. like all day long. It's like, uh, like wizard centipede, it's uh, this, that, occult witchcraft, this, that, you know, like uh, when I'm awake, when yeah. I'm asleep, like everything is interpreted, like oh, like symbols, signs, portents, Kabbalah, all that, like, and we all know people like this, right? Mm-hmm. And so for the first seven years of magical practice, it was just blowing my, my head open, as they put it, right? Until I was just like non-stop in the magical yeah. trance. And it's just, I always in this deep magical, just deeply embedded in the shamanic experience of reality where I was, but I had no boundaries and I couldn't control my life, but I knew what everyone was thinking. I could see the architecture of reality. I can manipulate it at will, all this stuff, right? And then, but I couldn't live my life. And then- I had great pain in many years of essentially rehabilitating myself on every level and, and losing it all too. And, you know, living a very, very humble existence. Um, I came back to magic and I used it to re- restructure everything. And I did it by the book, step-by-step. Step. Yoga, Kabbalah, filed everything away. It's like, now I know where everything goes. And it's just like, it's all, it's all handled now. To a large extent, you know, and it's just like, well, it's like to, you know, a lot, you know, particularly when I'm in the flow of teaching, I actually, by the way, I actually experience more mental silence when I'm teaching and talking on these calls than most of the other stuff I do in my life. Like, I, I haven't like, like, and I've said this many times, like, there's, I'm, there's no one at home at the moment. I don't like it's all I'm in mental silence. But the rest of the day, I'm like, all self doubting and like, well, like thinking about 15 things at the same time, and, you know, so maybe there's something in there about flow states and true will and all that. But, but when it comes to, when it comes to magic, it's like, you know, there is a correct way to do it. It's like we were talking earlier about identifying chakra points. It's like, there are rules. And once you get everything sorted away and filed and organized, um, it's just a non-issue. But when people look at it and they see how complex it is at the first, in the first place, they're like, oh, why do you have to do all this Kabbalah and shit like this?" And that's all anyone gave me uh, when I was learning magic because everyone was into chaos magic. They're like, ah, oh, Kabbalah, whatever, just go for it. And and I, so, and I was always the only chaos magician doing any type of hermetic magic uh, consistently. and And it's like, well, sure, it looks complicated, but the result is simplicity in the same way as an Nokia looks unbelievably complicated on the page, but the result is almost ultimate simplicity.
1: Yeah. And oh, I feel like I'm that's what I've been looking for because everything out there right now is just so just kind of turn it all on and just let it go. And I'm like, that's I, I want to not have to think about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah.
2: Well, I, if I can be so bold, I think, mm-hmm. Um, I can give you my
0: suggestion. I don't want to tell you what to do, mm-hmm. but just what you've said to me, I think that, you know, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds like New York's overwhelming for you. I don't know if you're playing, you're dead set on staying there or not, but, um, I just think there's a certain level for energetically sensitive people about New York where it's like, you know. I don't know, maybe Hoboken, New Jersey or something. I I don't know, but yeah, upstate. I don't know, but but like there's just a certain level of New York where it's it's just New York, you know? It's like there's no way around mm-hmm. it. So, are you dead set on staying? Yeah.
1: At the moment, I'm planning on staying here. Um, I'm like in a kind of like I'm not in the middle of all of it. I'm sort of out in one of the boroughs, which is helpful. So, it's not crazy. The only time it's ever gotten yeah. like June was bad. June was not fun at all. I think that was probably my friend because none of my friends got it. I was in like utter panic at all times. And I also didn't understand like enough about spirituality either to understand what was going on. Cause I was just like, I feel like I'm feeling everything. Yeah. Like I can feel everything and there's people getting run over in the streets and I, and I'm watching that and I'm feeling that and I'm hearing children scream and it's a lot. Um, So now I just kind of like hide and go to work and that's been good. I might leave the city eventually, but it's just kind of like finding my footing with that. And your classes have been really helpful in the last month of just finding a structure of where to start. Cause it really just was like, I mean, everyone I was talking to was just thrown into like, there's the love and light stuff over here and there's really heavy occult, like the limo people on Reddit threads. And I'm just like, this is a lot.
0: <laughs> there's no, there's no really cool people on Reddit threads. I hate to. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like EA, EAO 131. He's, he's interesting. He's on Reddit. He's at them, but otherwise, sorry, I don't, I don't want to badmouth people because I don't know who's on Reddit. Cause I never look at Reddit. So, but yeah, yeah.
2: well, um, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say what you've been saying has been very helpful. of kind of like understanding the direction of things and not focusing on the whole spirit world stuff, because I feel like everyone I've been talking to is like encounter those, deal with those, and I'm like no <laughs> Like, I'd like to stay
0: short of Dungeons & Dragons unless it's yeah. actually Dungeons & Dragons which is an awesome game, which is always a good use of time because it's super enjoyable, but uh like, you know um, look, it, 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 let me put it this way, it's <laughs>
2: All of that stuff is an interesting
0: phase to go through in one's development. Mm -hmm. Um, For many people, like all my teachers told me, don't do. You don't need to go into all this, and I still did. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm glad that I did, but man, it was rough. And I think, and I understand why they said not to. So, um, for some people, it may be necessary. Like, look, look, you know, it's like, and there's a, there's a point where it's like, you can't really say one practice is good and one is not because the reason there's so many practices is because there's so many different type of people. And one thing is not going to work for everyone in the way that some things work for others, you know, and I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not being universalist. I'm not saying that all spiritual roads lead to the same place because they don't. And all spiritual practices don't do the same thing. Right. But, in but it's in the same way that if you go to the store, it's like not all like medicines do the same thing. Right. And mm-hmm. Some are bad for you, you know. It's like, <laughs> so, um, as Mahendranath said, you know, in the, in the, um, Dadaji, in the, uh, swirling hallucinatory world of the occult, there are many doors to open and, and to explore and many which we must shut and leave closed forevermore. And, uh, it's
2: true. Um, and,
0: but no one's going to say it's like, I would hate it if the occult was sanitized. It's like the last mm-hmm. unsanitary place on earth.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's like, you can't, you can't just like cancel parts of it. You <laughs> know, It's like, it's all there and people are obviously going to do it. So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but I think that in, in, so like w- one thing is like, there's a certain level where it's just New York is New York. It, the beast is the beast. There's no way around it. Um, the second thing is, I think that, the the best um, and certainly the best when I was there is uh, just med just I and I think it's probably the best thing to focus on for you is probably just meditation,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and not with a goal, but just either single pointed or without you know just just meditation, because a big part of coming out of um, crazy experiences is processing what's happened. And look, nobody wants to sit around processing their past their whole life. You know, it's like if we've been through traumatic things, it's like we don't want to sit there thinking about it all day long. So it's good to move through things quickly Mm -hmm. instead of just dwelling on it forever. But you still, that doesn't mean you don't have to process it. Mm -hmm. And things come up in waves and all of this. So I think that the occult offers, in many ways, the occult is like TV, it's like Netflix on another level. It gives you infinite shows to watch in your mind, which are all distractions, just like TV is and on a totally new level, allow you to become a spiritual materialist and avoid yourself. And the real work comes when you stop doing that, and and sit with yourself as you are. And when you see people giving themselves names and robes and rings and doing talking about this, that and the other and propping themselves as the experts of this, that and the other, um, you know that they are running away from themselves. And, and, uh, I know cause I did that and I, I feel, I see where they're at. And, um, I will say that whatever spiritual development actually means the, the real, the real, the real work comes when you just sit with yourself as you are, instead of layering on this protective layer of mythological bullshit, which is not real and never was right. It's just another dodge, um, in the same way that religion is. So I think that in, in your case, if you if you have good therapy, that's excellent. I think that meditation is excellent. Meditation itself is an excellent process for buffering, uh, focusing, getting out of those. You just, because meditation will allow you to just get out of it. It's not really about even banishing and rituals and things like that. It will just allow you to exit that circuit that is producing all of that stuff, the etheric and aspiral stuff. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's mainly what I've been using it for. I ended yeah. up, the way I found magic.me was because I saw Midnight Gospel and you say the whole thing about stop grinding in World of Warcraft. And I was like that. Oh, yeah. It's like those weird little phrases that things will catch me. And I'll be like, that person's talking about the thing I'm trying to do. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. Well, it's true. I mean, this
2: is
1: often like pulling back.
0: It's totally true. And, and, And this is what this is basically what the Buddha said, you know, it's like, but, but here's the thing, I mean, it's like everyone I got it. Do people still use Matrix uh, references? Metaphors? Like in New York? like It's all like the Matrix, like that type of thing.
1: Oh, I, that's like the only way I've heard it recently is like the like little groups of like hippie girls that are all into like the really love and light spirituality or like I, I went to film school, so people talk about the Matrix because of
0: film school, but that's not. <laughs> well, the thing—it's still a good metaphor, but I mean, it's like here. Basically, what happens is this: um, people realize, "Whoa, like the media is bullshit and life is bullshit, man." And it's like, "Well, it's actually not." That's the funniest thing because Samsara is uh, Nirvana, and Nirvana is Samsara. But people want to—they they, want to—they think they're waking up out of this normal world into, "Whoa, there's magic and spirits," and um. And, and really, they think that they're leaving World of Warcraft, but they're just entering a new level of it, right? Because mm-hmm. the spiritual world, and when I say the spiritual world, it's not just the inner experiences, although that's definitely part of it. But it's all the games that go with it and the ego games and the clothes and the orders and this and that, blah, 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 blah. Um, it, it's just another level of it. And so, and in the spiritual world, what you get is people who are pretending like they are waking up, but doing it only in order to gain social points within the subgroup of people that are doing that. If they were actually interested in awakening, they would be 10,000 miles away from that.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Wouldn't be anywhere near it. Right. So,
0: um, they'd be like serving food in a soup kitchen in Kandahar or something. I don't know. They wouldn't be in Brooklyn. So um but I mean even this is part of it's a part of the trip. I mean if you have to go through that. I mean, even um Jodorowski shows that in Holy Mountain when he shows the Pantheon Bar, it's a great movie to watch. Um but that whole level, and, and then there's the whole level of the internal hallucinatory world, which can be structured with magic and catalyzed with psychedelics and meditation, but ultimately is also a totally another level of illusion this is a really hard teaching for people because people get really attached to that. And it's, there's a problem within the structure of magic itself, which it makes it seem like that's the goal, but it's not, it's just another passing thing. And so the, the, the point is, well, I will say practically speaking, the point is, is mental silence. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation. I mean, I think focusing on meditation doesn't hurt anyone but not to catalyze all these crazy experiences just to deal with just to dwell in mental silence and be as you are with yourself. And you don't need to add any other layer of abstraction mythology or Buddhism or any horse shit on top of that, right? Like that in itself is enough because you and yourself are enough, right? If God is made in man's image, excuse me, sorry, I don't want to give it away. If man is made in God's image, then we are already the magical link to all, God, the, all, the, all the universe. What else do you need, right? To dwell with yourself is to dwell with God. I'm not saying you are God, in a sense, in as much as it, more than anyone else is. But uh, you already have everything you need. And it's not hippie bullshit. It's not like Krishnamurti, like, smart ass bullshit. It's just like it's the most direct approach, I think. Mm-hmm. And um be be as you are and, and don't muddy the water. And that's very healing also. So I think that's probably the be the most productive for you. That's my suggestion. Take it or leave it. Thank it's you not so a much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah.
1: No, all of this was very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. It was all very helpful. I don't think I have any like further questions on it. I realized it was very open ended kind of new to this world question but it was very helpful thank you
0: you're welcome yeah i hope i I, yeah it sounds like everything's going well i mean it's just it's just uh look i mean it's it's it's, don't bite off more than you can chew you know magic is a complicated you've already got enough to deal with i mean for fuck's sake you're alive in 2021 in new york jesus that's enough to deal with for anyone that's more than enough
3: it's just like
0: deal with the karma of the catholic church and the whole occult world i mean one thing at a time just one thing at a time that's all i say
3: (laughs) yeah yes absolutely